0: Hello, friends and family. How's everyone doing? We hope that all is well with you. We're glad you are joining us for today's look into God's Word. And as we always offer, if anyone needs some prayer or has questions, please feel free to write to us through our website at www.theladderrain.org. Now, today, we're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 10. We're going to do things a little differently. We're going to do a quick verse-by-verse expository kind of review. There is quite a lot of really helpful insight in each verse, in particular in this chapter. So we do things step-by-step. This is actually a common occurrence in the book of Proverbs because most verses are like mini-topics, if you will. So then, one of the main things that we always need to keep in mind is that the Word of God is truly an explanation of cause and effect. What many fail to understand is that this world was structured a certain way and the Word of God gives us clear insight on how exactly the structure works and what is the best course of action to follow so we can have a very good and solid foundation for things here and even more importantly for the not-so-distant future because whether we understand it or not this life does go by quickly even though we think that we have all of the time of the world here and now. In the end, God tells us through the Bible what we need to know so that we do not have to deal with the hard consequences that come with disobedience. This life all by itself is difficult, but we make it even more challenging when we decide to do things our way without even having an idea about reality and the challenges that it can bring. But we'll talk more about this further ahead. For right now... Let's pray together for God's direction and for him to help us take in his word as ultimate truth so we can learn how to apply it to the different aspects of our lives. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I praise you and I worship you, O Lord, for your your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace, for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the salvation and the forgiveness of sins that you give us through him. Heavenly Father, thank you, O Lord, because you looked upon us not in wrath, not in anger, but in sheer mercy, Lord God. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for the forgiveness that we can have through Christ. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you may help us to understand your word, that you may help us to understand that your word is ultimate truth from beginning to end, that it's all for good. It's all for our blessing. It's all for our instruction. Heavenly Father, help us to treasure your word. Help us, O oh Lord God, to understand that it is is—it is the only thing that is good for us. Heavenly Father, help us to take it in and to be able to apply it in each and every aspect of our lives. Heavenly Father, I pray for each person listening. I pray for your blessing upon them. I pray, Lord God, that if they're going through any kind of hardship, I pray in the name of Jesus that you may just be able to put your hand of power and of mercy, and of grace, and Lord God, that you may supply that need that they may have at this moment. And Heavenly Father, that your word may be able to strengthen them, give them the wisdom that they need, and the encouragement that they need in you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As we continue following along with our look into the book of Proverbs, we'll be reading from Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1 to 7. So if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 1 to 7. And this is what it says. The Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is a grief of his mother. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but he casts away the desire of the wicked. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. As we mentioned at the beginning, we need to try to understand that the instruction that God gives us through the Bible is intended to help us maneuver through the structure that exists if we don't follow god's instruction, we are basically flying blind in a world we don 't understand, and making decisions we will regret sooner or later. The Lord doesn't tell us to do or not to do certain things just because, but rather he is trying to help us live within the set parameters of this world, even if it has fallen because of sin. God's instruction helps us avoid painful consequences, remorse and regret and heartache. Don't get me wrong, we will still have difficulty and challenges in this world because of sin, but we will at least avoid a great deal of suffering by following the Lord's ways. At the very least, if we obey God, we won't be dealing with hardship that could have been avoided. Regret is very hard to deal with even after receiving God's forgiveness. Because even though we receive forgiveness through Jesus Christ, neither our actions nor the time lost can be reversed. There is no time machine that can take us back to that moment where we can change those wrong decisions that we made. That's why we need to be careful. We need to obey for our own good and as we move forward, as we aim to follow the Lord daily. And trust me, We're all in this together. There are quite a lot of things I wish I could go back and change. But at the same time, by God's grace, and that's why I'm sharing, there are a lot of painful things I've been able to avoid because I was able to obey. I'm sure we all have our stories. So, as we said at the beginning, we're going to do a verse-by-verse look so we can understand a little better. We begin with verse 1, of course. So this is what it says, the Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is a grief of his mother. Most parents, even the not so good ones, desire for their children to be successful, to be people that do good things. I've heard so many parents that have made mistakes in their lives, even terms of jail time, say that they don't want their kids to make the same mistakes they did. They don't want for their kids to go what they went through, that they want better for them. And this is where the first verse leads us into that a wise son makes a glad father. Why? When a person is wise, they make good decisions. They don't do things that bring harm to themselves or to others. They are productive and well intentioned people. That makes any parent glad, even the ones that don't have high standards. And we read the opposite when a son or daughter is foolish they bring grief to their loved ones, they bring heartache. And I've heard many parents share their hurt feelings and disappointments with me. And when they talk about the heartaches they have with their foolish children, when people are foolish, there's always this concern when they hear news from them, always worried about the, what did they do now? And as kids get older, parents are not worrying anymore about spilled milk in the carpet or the broken window, but rather they start worrying about bigger issues, issues that are life changing and damaging and of course, costly at all levels. For instance, there's a kid that is driving recklessly and one day they wrap that car around a light pole. Or God forbid they crash into other unsuspecting victims and tragedy strikes. There are those that get involved with substance abuse and they get involved with the wrong people and they do things they regret later on, putting themselves into a deeper hole every day that goes by. So wise people make others around them glad. Foolish people, not so much. Verse 2 says, The treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. No matter how much people think they will gain by doing something wrong, sooner or later they will either get caught, or that thing they gain by doing what is wrong will disappear quickly. Nothing that is gained wrongfully will last or will bring good things with it. However, when we practice God's righteousness... We're ultimately delivered from death through the Lord Jesus Christ, because He is the only one that can make us righteous and help us to practice righteousness. Verse 3 says, The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but He casts away the desire of the wicked. When we follow the Lord, our soul, which is the most important part of our being, will be kept safe. He will keep us strong and enduring in the inside. And when he does that, we can get through any decision or circumstance. But when we do what is wrong, when we follow wickedness, that's a different story. Our soul becomes bankrupt. Verses 4 and 5 says, He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Here we learn that if we work hard, we will be blessed. God blesses those people that are responsible, that are diligent, and that push forward and do the best they can with what they're given. This is a principle that can be applied to everything, to our education, to our careers and jobs, to our families, because it takes hard work to keep a family together and working well with each other. Nothing good comes out of being lazy. Nothing of value is gained when we slack. Verse 6 says, blessings are on the head of the righteous, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. What does this mean? Well, God blesses those people that look to do His will. But as we also explained before, if we obey what God tells us to do, we bring about a cause and effect in our lives that will ultimately yield blessing sooner or later. Life does work differently in a good way when we just follow the Lord and we apply His Word to our lives. Life in general will be different, and especially if we obey God to please Him because we love Him. Now we are just exponentially affecting our lives and those around us in a positive manner. That's when God's blessings do rest on our heads, when we choose to love the Lord. But on the other hand, when we practice wickedness, we have something else sitting on our heads. And violence is brought forth. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be fighting with people or saying and doing things that seem physically damaging. Actually, everything on the surface may seem just fine. The problem is that spiritually is where the damage is being done. That is where the spirit suffers the violence. For starters, if people refuse to believe in Jesus Christ as Lord... They are suffering the greatest violence anyone can suffer, which is God's wrath. John chapter 3 verse 36 warns people like this, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So when a person refuses to believe, they have a huge problem that they're bringing upon themselves as a natural consequence of not accepting the reality that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus was established as the supreme authority in the universe. So when a person denies that, they're just denying an established reality. And finally, verse 7 says this, The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. One of the greatest blessings that happens when we commit our lives to Christ is that we ultimately are doing something that makes us eternal. When we surrender our lives to Jesus, we're establishing a beginning with no end. Our identities will live forever through him. Not so with the wicked, with those that desire to defy the lordship of Christ. They might make a big name for themselves here on earth, but when all of this goes away, when it is all said and done, and they unfortunately go to that place that is opposite to heaven, their identities will be lost. Their names will be no more. It will be like they never existed, lost in oblivion, suffering for the rebellion towards God forever. That's not what God wants for them to experience, but that is the natural consequence that comes about when not accepting the reality of Jesus Christ, the result of their hardness of heart. There is something that we all have to remember. Everything is free will with God. He's not going to force you to be with Him if you don't want to be with Him. That's where a lot of people get it wrong. They think that God should let them into heaven where He lives and He resides, even though they refuse to believe in Him and don't want to accept Him as the authority of their life. That's why on Judgment Day, when every single person stands before the Almighty, God will sentence every single person based on their own voluntary decision they made to either accept Jesus as the Lord of their lives or not. Everything hinges on that solitary decision. And what they did after, they made that decision for him. Did they remain faithful to that decision to the very end? Or did they go back on that decision at some point? So it's quite simple. Your name Your identity will live on forever if you make Jesus the Lord of your life and if you remain faithful to that decision until the very end of your days here on earth. And the opposite is true. Your name and your identity will vanish into the depths of hell if you don't want Jesus to be the Lord of your life and that you have no desire to be with him at any point of your life. That's not God's decision. That is your decision. As we mentioned in the beginning and along the way, whether we like it or not, God created this entire universe with an established order, an immovable structure. There is nothing we can do to break that. Even Satan himself has to adhere to that order. No matter who you are and what you do, nothing can change reality. Every single thing bears a natural consequence. The question is, do you ultimately want to follow the Lord and His ways, or do you want to do something else? That is all your decision. You can't blame God, or the devil, or demons, or your family, or your friends, or anyone for any kind of decision you make. Responsibility is a forgotten word in our society today, but the Bible reminds us of that word continually, like we even read today if we practice righteousness through Jesus Christ we will find blessing here and forever if we don't desire to follow God's instruction if we choose to disobey there will be no blessing and even more damaging there will be no eternal life nothing good comes out of disobeying God so I truly encourage you today to make the most beneficial voluntary decision you can ever make which stands with God's counsel seek after the Lord make Jesus the Lord of your life follow and obey Him and find eternal life and blessing through Him that is what God most earnestly and sincerely wants for you He loves you and wants the best for you so for your own sake choose wisely let's pray Heavenly Father, Lord God I give you thanks O Lord because you truly love us And you love us to the point that you respect our decisions. Heavenly Father, because you made us with free will. You made us with the ability to choose, to decide, to to make a choice, Lord God. We're not robots. We're not things that are maneuvered around. Heavenly Father, you gave us a will. You gave us, Lord God, discernment. You gave us understanding. You gave us rationalizing. Heavenly Father, Lord God, help us that through those things that you've given us to understand that you truly love us, that you care for us, that you want the best for us, and that Lord, that the wisest thing a person could ever do is to just entrust their lives to you, and to follow what you say, and to just accept what you say as ultimate truth, because there is no other being in the universe that has shown the love of that you have for us no one has died for our sins except jesus christ no one just went ahead and said i love you but showed it in the most meaningful and deep kind of way in his own sacrifice on the cross so that we could have eternal life and so that we can ultimately live forever lord god Help us to understand that, O Lord God. Help us to understand your love and help us to know how to return that love to you, Lord God. And help us again to be able to embrace your word as truth and as life for us. Heavenly Father, I pray for each person that is listening. I pray, Heavenly Father, that that if there's people out there that still have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they might be able to make that decision now. And I pray for those people, Lord God, that have, that have made that decision. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you help us to continue pushing forward, clinging on to your truth, to your word, and seeking after it like we should and make it a part of our lives. I give you thanks and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Please join us again next time as we continue studying God's word. And please feel free to write to us through our website if you would like more information or just need some prayer. Our web address again is www.thelatterrain.org. The Ladder Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. May God bless you.